Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. everyone, it's Jen. You know Jess and I often talk about how Aloe Moves helps us stay fit. But May is Mental Health Awareness Month, so I really wanted to point out how amazing the site and app are for mental health as well. It is so easy for me to get stuck in a rut mentally or get stressed out or feel lonely when I'm working from home. I'm guessing you've all been there too. But I found that a much more productive way to deal with those feelings, or even just like a bad day, is to hop on AlloMoves.com and reset. Allo Moves is the award-winning on-demand streaming wellness platform app and website that has workouts, mindfulness, nutrition, self-care, and more to help boost your mental and physical well-being. I also love that I can take the same class as friends or connect with other members in the community comments. Allo Moves really brings people together. Lately, I have been very into the five-minute relaxation body scan with Susie Mark Shifflin. Guys, Susie is the most soothing instructor. She incorporates these sound bath sounds into her head-to-toe relaxation exercise. It's so easy to do. Obviously, there are also yoga classes and exercise classes and so many other things you can learn and check out on allomoves.com, but I just had to share that one with you. Find yourself together when you join Allo Moves. Join the community on allomoves.com today and use code FATMASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. That's allomoves.com, code MASCARA20 for a 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. Again, that's allomoves.com and the code is MASCARA20. Hello and welcome to Fat Mascara. I'm Jess. Hi everyone, I'm Jen. Welcome to the last week of the year. Oh, thank God. Thank God we we are here. Okay, this is a very different kind of episode. If you read the description, you may know we're doing a little bit of a throwback episode, but we are here recording this bit here at the end of 2020. Thank you for sticking with us. Yes, yes. We are at the uh, tail end of December here. Um, Jen is about to take off for a trip. Um, oh my I'll, gosh! I'll let her speak to that. Jen, you want to tell us what? Oh what my you're gosh! Doing? As you as you're listening to this, if all goes according to plan, I will be in Germany. Wow! Fingers crossed. Yes, you have been I have hustling not seen, to get ready. 
Yeah, I haven't really talked about this this year, but I was like, you know what? Let me just be honest with the fam. I haven't seen my stepson in 361 days. Um, this is Eric's son who is six. He lives in Berlin with his mom. Um, he grew up there, but like when I became part of Eric's life, like I would see him every two months, three months. He was part of our wedding. And then he's very cute, the- by the way. <laughs> he's adorable. But because of the pandemic, you know, travel was shut down. I haven't seen him. We Zoom like twice a week, but like it's crazy. And he turned from five to six. He started first grade. Like he's like a whole new boy. He cut off his hair. He used to have long hair. He just looks completely different. And so finally we went to the German consulate here in New York and they're like, you have a family exception. It's your son. You can go to Europe. But they said like there's still a chance that when we get to the border patrol in Europe, they're not going to let us in. So we got our ne- we got our COVID test yesterday. They're negative. We've got our N95 masks for the plane. We've got printed out, like, our family histories, his Aye. birth certificate, like, everything. And so everybody wish me luck, and hopefully I'll make it into Berlin, which will be exciting, because when I get there, they are on a hard lockdown. Yeah, so it's not even, at like, least once we'll you be, get through, it's going to be easy I know. Yeah. And so we'll be entertaining a six-year-old, hopefully, from an Airbnb for 10 days. But it'll be so good to see him. God so. bless. God bless. I, I really know. hope that we, everything goes as smoothly as it possibly can. Fam, family is important. And you know what? I am really excited that we have this guest because he is definitely one of those people who believes family is important. And he's yes. been part of the Fat fat Mascara fam for quite a while. We interviewed Mario Dedivanovic, a.k.a. Makeup by Mario. I want to say two years ago. I will fact yeah, check that and put I, it on the Yeah, blog. it was definitely when... You and I, that really, you know, it was a really special time because it was when our desks were really close together. I remember that because I remember talking about the episode when we were like, there was this really nice moment when Jen and I were working on the same floor. It was like this really strange, weird time where like both of our desks were close together. And it was not strange and weird. It was was really wonderful. I don't know why I said strange and weird. It was great. It was great. But um, (laughs) but there was a a point in the company you were working with that like they had like all the beauty editors uh, on the same floor. And uh, but I remember like we would huddle and talk about the interview. And Mario is really a special person. We'll get to his line in a second, but I think he's a really special person because he's one of the biggest makeup artists in the world. And as Jen said, you know, family is very important to him. Roots are very important to him. And the beauty community is really important to him. And he's been a real, like, fan of the show. Um... And just a supporter. I don't know if he's like a fan, but, like, but he's been yeah. a, a supporter of the show. And he came on the show. He gave us so much of his time, like a crazy amount of his time. And he came out with this line and he put his heart and soul into it. And you can feel it in the products because he didn't say, I'm going to make everything from mascara to a lip liner to a primer to a blah, blah, blah. It really is a reflection of his aesthetic and his work. And it's, you feel his, his whole like vibe, right? Through all the products. It's everything. And you could tell he's worked on the floor at a cosmetics retailer with real people and also with celebrities. It just comes through in the, in the products he made. Completely. And I remember at the end of the interview that I remember being like, kind of like, was I just nagged or is he just talking to me like a friend? He's like, I love how like real girls do their makeup. And he's like, (laughs) Like, you remember this? Yeah, I remember remember because I was like, oh my God, I think about it every time I do my liner. Sorry, Mario, if you're listening. But he was like, how yours is like a little messed up at the end. And I remember (laughs) thinking like, I 
did my makeup pretty today for you. But his makeup can be used. It looks so pro and so shiny and sparkling, but you can use it like a real girl. And like I've been using with my fingers and it looks super intimidating, but I use it with my fingers and like he like will write me back and like like it on Instagram. Like he he yeah. knows that real people are using it. So yeah. anyway, I dig it so hard. Um, so I hope you guys like this interview and I hope that he comes across the way I felt when we were sitting across from him. Yeah, and that's why we chose this one to replay for you guys. So we hope you enjoy it. And we'll see you on the other side for a fresh razor wand. This is a good time to point out what's going on with our Mm -hmm. interview that's about to come up. Um, As you know, it's Mario Dedevanovic. Jess and I did an interview with him uh, three or four weeks ago. If you remember, we had a week where we had, quote unquote, technical difficulties. Mm -hmm. We lost the first portion of the interview, um, which sucked because it was great. So we talked to him and he finally was back in town and I was able to go to his apartment to re-record the beginning, but Jess couldn't come with me because she was on vacation. So just so you know, as you're about to listen to the interview, um, there is a portion that's just he and I talking and then we pick back up in the studio. So it might sound a little janky. So as I told you guys, we had some technical difficulties the first time we recorded with Mario, but I'm here. Uh, it's Jen. I'm here with Mario Dedivanovic. How'd I do? Hey, perfect. <laughs> we're in your apartment. You're so nice to host me. We're having a slumber party. No, we're not at all. <laughs> it's the middle of the day. But I wanted to go back and start our interview, the part that we missed, and talk a little bit about how you got your start as a makeup artist. So I know we have something in common because we've worked the same place. But before yes. we get into that, like, what was the first thing that got you into beauty? Um, so beauty, okay, so it, I want to say it started early, although I didn't know that it started early. I was from the age from the age that I could remember, really, I would say like four or five. I, I only remember certain things in my childhood, not very much. Um, but I do remember is always this feeling that I would get when I would see either like a beautiful model or I would see a beautiful home or I would see you know, beautiful design, I would get this incredible feeling in my body. I didn't know what that was as a child. I knew as an adult that I was inspired. Mm-hmm. And so from a very young age, um, you know, we lived in the Bronx and, you know, a little apartment that I shared with, with all my family and, you know, super humble beginnings. My mother was a maintenance woman for L'Oreal. And then she would clean homes in addition, you know, for additional money. And my favorite thing to do as a child was to go with her to these homes. I would beg her, like if I had a half a day or if I had a day off or something yeah. from school, because the homes were beautiful. Wait, and you so didn't want to go to L'Oreal corporate headquarters? I wasn't allowed to go in. Okay. I wasn't allowed to go in. Um, but my favorite, my absolute favorite thing to do was to go to these homes with her because I would literally, like, I would walk in and I just would never want to leave. I was so inspired by the design, the wallpapers, the the art, you know, the plants, everything. My other favorite thing to do, this is so sad actually, because like, you know, instead of playing games with everyone, it's like I would ask my dad to drive us, to, to drive me to Westchester so I could see the lawns and the homes. <laughs> so I was, in, anything that I saw that was beautiful, like did, physically had a reaction. Like, yeah. you know, I, I was incredibly inspired. And then obviously when I started seeing magazines, my sis, oldest sister, Vicky, who was gorgeous, who still is gorgeous, um, hmm. she would get ready for school in the morning. And I never looked at her thinking like, oh, she's putting makeup on. I just looked at her like the process of the hair and the makeup. Yeah. And I was always fascinated by it. I always like kind of, again, it made me feel inspired. Yeah. And so... I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't think twice about makeup. You know, my mom would bring home sometimes makeup from the L'Oreal uh, building. Never looked at it. Never thought twice about it. And then um, 
I wanted to be a teacher. That's what I wanted to do my entire life. And when I walked into Sephora when I was 17, um, I was looking for a job in the city. I went to like just a, like a retail job, and you didn't care if it was fashion or beauty. I didn't care. I just mm-hmm. wanted to get a job in the city. I was I was almost kind of rebelling because I had been working since I was 12 years old and, and giving my father my money every week. You know, uh, it's like a cultural thing that we do. Mm-hmm. And I thought that he was saving up the money for my college, and but he didn't. <laughs> so <laughs> when it was time to go to college, I told him, "Okay, I want to go to Miami. I want to go to here. I want to go to there." And he's like, basically, it was like a joke. He's like, "Are you kidding me? With what?" We're, and I'm like, "With the." money I've been giving you for the past several years. And he's like, well, no, that money's gone. We, we paid bills with that money. And so then I wanted to rebel. And I was like, well, guess what? I'm not going to college. And literally the next day I went, I was like, mom, take me to the city and I want to go find a job. I mean, how sheltered was I that at 17, I had to ask my mom to take me to the city. Which was <laughs> um, but anyway, we went and then I walked into a Sephora and I literally like, it was like an epiphany. I was just like, oh my God, I was surrounded. It was so beautiful and it was three floors and they all had these black, I think, I want to say YSL designed the suits at that time. I oh, I don't, this is like what, like 2000? 2000, I'd have to check. That's when I worked there too, that's so funny. Yeah. This was the one on Fifth Avenue? It was on Rockefeller Center. It was, oh, it was the flagship. Oh, yeah, yeah, And it had the big, like, perfume organ thing. Oh, it was And the gorgeous. shower gels all rainbow. Yes, 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 yes. Oh my God, the shower gels, Remember? they don't make they, those they, anymore. Yeah, no, they don't wow, do Wow, I just thought, and the lipsticks. Yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah, so um, I walked in there, and it was like a sliding, uh, revolving door, and my mother... She just literally like pulled my hand, trying to take me outside the other. She's like, "No, no, this is not for you. This is not for you. This is not a store for you." And I'm like, "Stop! Leave me alone!" I'm like, "I want to go." And I went and I asked for the job. Um, I just remember walking around and seeing everyone with the gloves, and I was like, "Oh my god, I want to work here." So, I yeah, didn't... for people that don't know, they used to wear those black gloves yes. to like display like theater. But it was the only products. one, so it was like it was just so fancy. I don't know. <laughs> and then uh, you know, but from a kid from the Bronx, I was like, you know, I didn't go to the city that often. And then. <clears throat> They never called me back, and I think some of the other places did, like Armani or something, but I didn't take those jobs because I was, like, dead set on Sephora. You were holding out. Oh, yeah. So um, there was a woman named Marie Christine. I Don't ask me how I got her number. I want to say I went to the library and researched the corporate offices of Sephora in France. Yeah. I got in touch with this woman named Marie Christine. She was the head of all Sephoras, and um, she said she was coming to New York the next week or, or the, in the next two weeks, and I went into her into the New York offices, I met with her. Like in the corporate offices? Yeah, in New York. On 58th Street? I don't remember, but yeah, it was probably like, yeah, it was. What if you were like, my cubicle was in there. What if like. Maybe. Maybe we crossed crossed paths. I got to go look back at Um, my pictures from work. (laughs) Do you know who that is, Marie Christine? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, She was the, well, she was like when the French were coming to town. Yes, she was blonde, yeah. We all had to be wearing all black and She was a big deal, like in, in the stores, you know. And she basically interviewed me and I told her, you know, I worked at the Bronx Zoo and I worked at, uh, I was a pretzel boy at the Bronx Zoo and then I became a manager and I was a bus boy at Mario's restaurant and I, you know, packed bags at 12 and 13 and 14 at this place and no experience basically for, yeah. for retail. And, but I said to her, I said, but I love cologne. I said, I collect cologne and I get cologne for like for Christmas every year. Uh-huh. And I thought I looked so cute. I had like this black button-down shirt on, and I unbuttoned the buttons. It was like a little guido with my hair slicked back. Yeah. She basically, I remember her kind of like just looking at me like kind of in a cutesy way. Like she kind of almost laughed and was like, okay. She's like, I'm going to put you in the new store that's opening up on 19th and 5th. So it happened. The one with like the balconies around it or whatever. 19th and 5th. I it's, think so. It's, uh, there's only one. It's been there since 2000. Wait, what? do you remember what cologne you were wearing to the interview? Probably Jacquard. Jacquard Noir. It's a classic. Yeah. I still like it when I smell it. It's... um. 
I do too. It's a what's the word? It's um nostalgic. It yeah, reminds, it reminds yeah. me of like of childhood. So you didn't get a job as a makeup artist. You got a job as a fragrance. No, salesman? I didn't even know what a makeup artist was at that time. To be honest. Okay, I, I didn't so, even know that uh, the make a makeup. I didn't even know being a makeup artist was a thing or like what it was. Nothing. I just had no idea about makeup. So I got a job um, as a fragrance consultant, aka they put me by the door to say welcome to Sephora to every single person <laughs> that came in, and I used to get so frustrated because I'm like, I want to go and like work with people, you know? Yeah. And so people, women would come up, would come up to me because I was near the gondola, lipstick gondola, I remember. Mm-hmm. And they would come up to me and ask me for help. And this woman came on the first day of work and said, can you help me choose which color? And I just, I was like, okay. And I just went and I <laughs> like helped her and I fell Fake in love. Fake it till you yeah, make it. <laughs> I, get, like, I get emotional always like thinking about that. And I know that exact spot where I was always. And I always go to see it when I'm there. Um, and it was like, that was when I had the, the epiphany that I was like, I started touching the makeup and the lipsticks and I was like, like, this is it. Like, I want to do this. This is what I'm going to do. Do you remember what brand you steered her to? It was the, I think it was the Sephora. Like it was private the huge, label. It was the Sephora. Yeah. Like they had like hundreds of them. Colors yeah. like greens, blues, oranges, yellows. Um, and it was the Sephora gondola and I just helped her pick a color. And then from there, I became obsessed. I started, you know, sneaking out of the fragrance department and and became friends with the makeup artist, became friends with the manager who was the, the manager of the beauty department of color, we used to call it. And, you know, they would start giving me gratis brushes and gratis. And then I had a little shoebox at home, um, a little Nike shoebox, and I'd start collecting all my gratis, hiding it from my family, of course, because, you know, God forbid they found out that I was going to be a makeup artist. Did they still think you were going to go be a teacher once you saved up money for college? Um yeah, I mean, listen, so my, my parents came here in the 70s, you know, obviously from nothing, from the mountains in, in Montenegro. You know, we're Albanian from Montenegro. And they came here for a better life. My mom especially, like, sacrificed so much and so hard, like, for us, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, and so my whole life, it's those moments that I remember of, like, my mom struggling. Um, and so, yeah, she wanted to come here and, and to make sure that her kids had a chance and an opportunity to go to college and to become successful, you know? Yeah. I, I don't think she thought a teacher or anything like that. She just thought school, business. Right, like he's right. going to do something. He's not going to suffer the way I did. Yeah. And so I knew that, um, but I also knew that I wanted to become a makeup artist. Yeah. And I knew that that was what I had to do. And it, it was me thinking, like, everything from my childhood, like, the, all those moments of, like, me remembering, like, my mom's struggles and stuff mm-hmm. um, always stuck with me. In everything that I did and every decision that I made in my early years, especially in my career, for example, like I remember going to work with her one day on the bus and she was literally like, I think had a hundred and something fever. And instead of taking the train, she took the the bus, which was, I think, a little bit more easy, but she never did that because it was, I think it was $2.50 more. Yeah. So that was like a luxury to her. Yeah. And she, me and her were taking it. And I just specifically remember like she was thirsty, like dying of thirst. I mean, she was sick and like yeah. she wouldn't buy a bottle of water because she wanted to save the dollar for because yeah. she saved for us. So like it's those moments that I think of always and that I always thought of, especially in my early years, um, that like I can't have that life and I have to like yeah. not only have a better life for myself, but like to give my mom a better life. Yeah. It's it's what drives you, it seems. Yeah. So, um, so that that was basically like you know that was a struggle. So it was that, and then it was sort of like telling my family that I'm a ma- that I'm going to be a makeup artist, yeah. and then having to deal with having to deal with like the rejection and and the the shame, you know, because they were embarrassed. They didn't want to tell anyone. They didn't want to tell the Albanian community that their son is doing makeup. You know, my mom to my mom that that meant like she doesn't know. She that meant like I'd be maybe spraying perfume on people's wrists yeah. for the rest of my life. Not yeah. that there's anything wrong with that, but she just thought like she came here for something more than that. And so 
I had to prove to them. I had to. Yeah. I, it was the driving force that really just was everything to me in my in my in my life, and especially in my early years, and even to this day. Um, they must be proud of you now. First of all, I hope I'm so. sure yeah. they are. But you, so you started out in retail, and a lot of people I think know you because they think of you as like makeup by Mario, and they think about um, your Instagram, but they think about seeing you with Kim Kardashian and all the celebrities that you do. But you really got your start in the editorial world, right? Yes. So after retail, yeah, um, I went out and started researching heavily. um, You know, doing the right thing, really finding out everything about the industry that I needed to know, finding out who the big wigs were, the photographers, researching, studying, all that stuff. And then I started testing with photographers like immediately, any chance I could get, building my portfolio. And then I started meeting other makeup artists, assisting other makeup artists. And, you know, until I started working with the fashion, you know, the fashion big wigs, you know, the fashion makeup artists. And um, yeah, that was where I learned so much, Um, not necessarily you know, the work that I do with celebrities, but just it really groomed me and trained me, you know, in terms of product and set etiquette and, mm-hmm. you know, being on set uh, with with the photographers like Stephen Klein every day and, you know, with the Make Bars Kabuki and we were doing massive campaigns every day. I mean, you know, someone who's like 20, me, like 19 or 20, 21 years old to be doing those kinds of jobs every day was... You were assisting at that point, Assisting, right? yeah. yeah. Okay. And most of the time for free. You know, I got paid sometimes, but it was most of the time for free. And, you know, always kind of keeping a job on the side as well, just for income, whether it was retail or freelancing for a brand or whatever it was. Um, but yeah, I come from, you know, years of that, of, of, of that industry. And it was, <clears throat> it was sort of after that, I had begun, towards the end of like my assisting uh, years, I had begun, you know, definitely working a lot more on my own starting to do some socialites in New York and starting yeah. to do some celebrity clients. Um, and it was, but I also made a decision at that time that I did not want to be a fashion makeup artist, meaning I didn't want to do just campaigns and editorials every day. Why is that? Why? Because I'm very realistic. That's number one. I'm also, I watch a lot. You know, I, I, even growing up, I didn't speak much. I watched everything and I listened. And I, I kind of see my, I, I'm very aware of my surroundings. And at a young age, being an assistant on these sets, I just saw what it was like. And I saw that it was always the same teams of people <laughs> for years, you know? And it was like a mafia, the same six yes, names of makeup yes. artists. And what's crazy yeah. is that 20 years later or 19 years later today, still. it's still the same six or seven people. Yeah. And so I knew, and I made a very conscious decision at that time. I'm like, I want to be successful. Like I want a level of success that I want, that I have in my, that I'm having in my mind, you know, for my mom, for myself. Like I want to, I want a level of success that, you know, that I don't think I'll ever be able to achieve. So I was just being realistic. You're I don't, being practical. Yeah. I don't think I'll ever be able to achieve this type of success that I want. Um, and you're not talking money. You're just talking like, I will be the best in this world. Yeah. Like not even the best in this world. Cause I, oh, by far, I don't think I'm the best. No, in, in the world yeah. of like editorial versus just, the world of. Yeah. Like I, I wanted, I just wanted to be, uh, to be successful, you know? Um, yeah. And I just felt that like I didn't have a chance in that world, you know? Yeah. And I was being realistic. And also I enjoyed doing, I enjoyed more of the celebrity jobs, you know, doing the glam. And also, like, to be quite honest, I would much rather do a do-and-go with a celebrity than be on set for 18 hours. On Wait, what editor. was the word you just said? A do-and-go? A oh, do-and-go. Yeah. Do you don't know that? A do-and-go? Oh, yeah, that's what we call, like... I know step and repeat. I don't know do-and-go. No, and go. step and repeat is like a red carpet. No, yeah. do-and-go means when you go to a celebrity's house or hotel, you do them and go. 
I've never heard that, and I've interviewed tons of people. Are you kidding makeup. me? Yeah, maybe that's just like you guys say that of it. That's like the, the You're industry. Doing that's go. the industry's uh, standard. So there, there's now a, I sound there's naive. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, there's a doing go, and then there's like a, a full day, like a full day rate, a full day, and then there's I a doing see. Go. Okay. So I love a doing go. By the way, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm the king of doing goes. I love like. Shit, I want to use this in my regular life. I'm just gonna do and go. This yeah, is my. This is a podcast right now. I'm in yeah. your apartment. Do and go. <laughs> like you know how some some like makeup artists they'll do several clients a day like for a red carpet yes so those are all doing goes because they're not with them all day you know okay i totally get it do it and go so anyway i would much rather do and i much prefer doing doing goes or magazine covers and you know then then doing an editorial with like eight models for 18 hours and and making no money but what if you do they go and then you see the photos later and you're like she messed up the lipstick (laughs) or something like that or you know how no. to set the makeup so it's going to be Yeah, you said it. Good. You said you know it. Or you hope doing. that, you know, you hope that they're yeah. not, you know, smart enough to not mess it up. But usually my clients are really good with that. Summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season. Just kidding. It's really wedding season. But I just got an invitation to a wedding in Philadelphia, and guess what I'll be wearing? Honey Love. I'm not sure about the rest of the outfit or the dress, but the shapewear is going to be Honey Love. Here's why. Honey Love has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating when you're wearing shapewear. Plus, they have lingerie-inspired design details that you'll want to show off, and all their fabrics are breathable to keep you nice and cool, which is perfect for hot days. Let me tell you a story. I remember being at a wedding, this was a few years ago, pre-Honey Love, and I wore a jumpsuit, and I wasn't sure if the bathroom door locked well, but I had to take off the entire jumpsuit and then roll down the shapewear to pee, and I was like holding onto the back of the door at the same time, completely naked in the bathroom, and it took so long, and I caused this whole backup of the bathroom line, and after that, I was like, never again. Until Honey Love came along. Honey Love's superpower shorts have a 100% cotton gusset so you don't have to wear underwear underneath. And there's a convenient opening in the underwear area so you don't have to take off the whole thing to go to the bathroom. It's so easy. Honey Love products make you look good and feel good. Whether it's for a wedding, event, an everyday boost of confidence, Honey Love is the perfect plus one. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara for 20% off. The summer vibes are just getting started, so shape your life with Honey Love. everyone, it's Jen. You know Jess and I often talk about how aloe moves helps us stay fit. But May is Mental Health Awareness Month, so I really wanted to point out how amazing the site and app are for mental health as well. It is so easy for me to get stuck in a rut mentally or get stressed out or feel lonely when I'm working from home. I'm guessing you've all been there too. But I found that a much more productive way to deal with those feelings, or even just like a bad day, is to hop on alomoves.com and reset. Allo Moves is the award-winning on-demand streaming wellness platform app and website that has workouts, mindfulness, nutrition, self-care, and more to help boost your mental and physical well-being. I also love that I can take the same class as friends or connect with other members in the community comments. Allo Moves really brings people together. Lately, I have been very into the five-minute relaxation body scan with Susie Mark Shifflin. 
Guys, Susie is the most soothing instructor. She incorporates these sound bath sounds into her head-to-toe relaxation exercise. It's so easy to do. Obviously, there are also yoga classes and exercise classes and so many other things you can learn and check out on allomoves.com, but I just had to share that one with you. Find yourself together when you join Allo Moves. Join the community on allomoves.com today and use code FATMASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. That's allomoves.com code MASCARA20 for a 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. Again, that's allomoves.com and the code is MASCARA20. Listen, there are so many skincare products on the market claiming to help reduce fine lines and wrinkles, and you know I will try most of them. But how do you know your products are actually working? Some research to back up the claims. That's why Jess and I are all about Ritual. They created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted a clinical study to take the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual's highest hair is now a part of my skincare routine, and I got in the habit of taking it every day by putting the cute little purple jar right next to my sunscreen. It looks nice on my vanity, and let's be honest, I love that. But once I stuck with the habit, I really noticed a difference in my skin. I am not the only one. In a clinical study, taking Hyacera for 90 days led to a 3.6 time reduction in crow's feet wrinkles as compared to placebo. And it led to a 2.9 increase in skin smoothness. I also like that they're easy to swallow. The capsules sort of taste like vanilla. They're not all weird and fishy like some other supplements. Plus, Ritual is a certified B Corp, something we learned about on a recent episode. And all their supplements, including the Daily Protein and their Sleep Bio Series Melatonin Supplement, are vegan, gluten-free, and made traceable. Do what Jess and I did. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash mascara for 25% off. Um, about the actual makeup. Now, when I think of, you know, Instagram, I think of a lot of, you know, things like contouring and baking and overlining. And I also think that a lot of those can be traced back to really the kind of work you did with Kim, you know, at, at the start. But you've always been really honest about the fact that you didn't, you know, quote unquote, invent any of those techniques. And, you know, we spoke a few years ago and you were really quick, and I, I really liked this, that you were really quick to pay um, homage to people like Kevin Aquan or like yeah. Away Bandy. Can you speak to that a little bit? Because I think a lot of people don't get to hear that from you. Yeah, of course. I mean, nothing is invented or created new every everything you know has been has, has been happening it was already existing techniques and stuff like that these are things that are so old like mm-hmm. this is how the celebrity makeup artists and, and makeup artists did makeup in the 70s and 80s you know the difference is that no one knew the masses didn't know about these tricks of the trade you'd look in the they would look on red carpets magazine covers or they'd see someone on stage or at the emmys or grammys and they look so flawless, but no one knew how to achieve that. Mm-hmm. And the difference is that now everyone knows how to achieve it. You know, it's a certain t- a sort of application that's not that was never mainstream. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I I started doing that makeup early in my career because I started assisting people and I, I learned all those tricks of the trade. Um, and so you know, it just so happened that the mix of like Kim and myself together, she happened to be a celebrity who just naturally just like started sharing it all and showing pictures mm-hmm. and right. videos on her blog and like no one had ever done that before she started getting really busy like where it was like a constant 
she had a constant demand or need for makeup, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so then I, she would start booking me for all her important stuff and press tours. And like, she was always doing something. It's crazy. Like, she's a hard worker. In those early years, I mean, I would go to LA and stay for like three months at a time like mm-hmm. in a hotel because she had work every single day. Wow. Um, you know, traditional celebs, they'll promote an album or a movie or something. But like with her, it was literally just 365 days a year. Wow. Right. I and mean, so, you Social know. media lets you show the pieces that go into the makeup. But it also sort of brings people like you to the forefront. Other than Kevin Aquan, like you always didn't, you didn't always know makeup artists' names back in the day, like a regular person. Yeah. And even though you now have made a name for yourself, you kind of strike us as someone who doesn't really want the limelight. So if... So what drives you? Do you want to be famous? Do you want to be known? Or is there something else driving you? That's really interesting. I always kind of like think about this. Um, It's, I don't want to be famous, no. Like I I always say like jokingly with my friends and stuff, like I don't wish like a a huge level of fame upon anyone. It's like, it's, I don't want that life. Like it's not me at my core. I look at it like this way. So like, because I struggle with it, um, I'm giving, I'm given opportunities, right? Um, and those, a lot of those opportunities require me going to events and doing meet and greets and taking photos or doing a red carpet, you know, brand events and, and all, all types of things. These are all opportunities that I'm given as a makeup artist. I have two options. I cannot take the opportunity and sit home and just, you know, not be as successful. <laughs> or, I can, or I can suck it up and do it even though I don't like getting dressed and I hate fixing my having to fix my hair and put bronzer on and all this stuff like being in front of the camera because I'm self-conscious I'm insecure like a lot of other people really? you know yeah and so he needs a podcast <laughs> <laughs> you know so I, the other option is you you suck it up and you sacrifice and you and you do it because it you know the rewards are are greater I always think like are the rewards greater than the sacrifice you know, that it takes to, to get, you know, to the, to the reward. And it, you know, usually they are, if not, then, then I wouldn't. But what, what do you ever get self-conscious about? I feel like you're like, you know, one of the biggest makeup artists in the world. You have like a really cool life. At least it seems that way. Like what's, what, what, what do you, about? yeah. So like, many things. I mean, cute. just like, thank you. <laughs> um, just like really crazy. I mean, just, I don't like my left side photographs. I get self-conscious <laughs> about my nose or that my face is round or, you know, you know, social media, I think, adds to all that because, you know, back in the day when I used to go to work, there was never a camera there. Like, I could go in sweatpants and a hat and look like shit, and it didn't matter. But now, it's like almost every single job that I do requires me to be on camera somehow. Mm, they yeah. have behind-the-scenes cameras that they want. You know, I do so many brand contracts, so many brand partnerships and contracts. And then I have the master class. It's like everything. Sometimes it's like three days a week where I have to buy a new outfit, and I have to buy a new jacket, and I have to buy you know, fix my hair and get a haircut. It's like, it's a lot. Yeah. Like that part, like I don't care for, you know what I mean? Yeah. If I could have the success that I always wanted my whole life um, without any of that, I would definitely take that. It does sound very stressful. A lot lot to think about at once. Um, You mentioned the masterclass. That's, you know, didn't you trademark masterclass or something? Like, isn't that your thing? I'm not sure. Well, I trademarked the masterclass. Oh, the masterclass. But I'm not sure if it actually, if I was actually able to, because the masterclass is too broad of of a term. But um, but it's your thing. When I think of the master class, it's Mario. It's not, you know. Yeah. What what do they so when you do these classes, yeah. what are people like what are the questions you get most often still? Um or not still. You know, in it's general? not like ninety-five or, or nine, probably more than ninety-five percent of my students, which a lot of people don't know, are are makeup artists of different levels and also aspiring makeup artists. Um so these are people that really want to learn makeup. 
Um, in fact, like sometimes if I'll have a celebrity guest, like there, a lot of people get annoyed because they're like, like we don't care. You know, we, we want to learn the makeup. Like don't, you know, we yeah. don't care about anything else, you know. That's None cool. of the chit chat. Let's get down to yes, the technical. Yes, yes. <laughs> and that's what I prefer too um, because I know that they're there to learn for a reason. And that's why the whole masterclass started. You know, it wasn't about money because back then I didn't make money from it. I lost money yeah. from it. Um, oh, wow. It, it's, you know, this thing happened with Kim where she we did a tutorial on YouTube and it went on YouTube. And then all of a sudden, like, I remember walking out of the train and I was bombarded with messages and emails from people around the world asking me makeup questions. And then I was like, holy shit, like these, these people, if, like if they don't live in New York or LA or London or Paris, like they'll never know like the tricks of the trade. And so that's when I decided like, oh my God, I'm going to have a class where I'm going to have them come and I'll teach them all the, the tricks of the trade. Like just, just the way like they saw a taste of it on YouTube with the Kim video. And that's how the masterclass was born. You know, it wasn't out of money. You know, a lot of yeah. the masterclasses nowadays, you know, people do them because they want, they see the success and they want the money. Yeah, it's like an event almost, not an actual learning yes. experience. So, yes. So, you know, so that, that are, was the reason for it. So all the questions I get to answer your question are career, career stuff. They want to oh. know, you know, oh. aside from all the techniques, because I always say, like, I'm not the most talented makeup artist by far, you know. But there's a way to approach makeup, and especially more so now that we're so inundated with you know, techniques on YouTube and social media, people are just seeing over and over the same thing. It gets embedded into their brain. So when they come to the masterclass, they learn how to actually approach a face. Put all that stuff aside. Put all the trends aside. Put all social like media aside. Like the stripes down both sides of your nose. Yes, all the, that stuff yeah. aside. They learn how to approach a face. Like, you know, how to think about the makeup they're about to do. How to not do the same exact makeup on every person. Uh, okay, that's a good <gasps> oh, God, How dude. to not, you know... You know, how to not mess up someone's face, you know, because you can do a disservice to someone's face if you're just doing the same thing that everyone else does on social media, for example. Mm -hmm. They learn so much. Like, it's honestly, for most of them, like, just according to what they tell me after and what they write, it's, it's mind-blowing for them. Like, they don't, they don't know, they didn't realize all of this stuff, you know, how to approach makeup and when not to do something and, and how to build softly. Like, people think that, you know, makeup is, is it's, it can be intense. There's a lot... There's a lot that goes into it, and it's really important, I feel like, to know and teach, especially artists or spying artists, when to hold back, when not to do certain things, you know, how to approach. It's everything. almost more important than when to do them, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Well, about contour, that's my thing. I always tell them because, of course, everyone thinks like, oh, you know, quote-unquote contour king, and they think I'm going <laughs> to do some insane contour, and it's always just extremely natural, and, like, they're like... Well, we don't, I don't, like, what do you mean? Like, we thought you were going to, like... I came for the contour. <laughs> right. You know, well, I mean, that's not why they come. But, uh, you know, but you. I always tell them when I'm teaching contour, I say it's more important to know when not to contour than it is to know how to contour. Like, if someone has a super skinny nose, but then they just automatically start right, contouring. Right, right. Like, because they think, they think that, you know, because they know how to do it, then everyone needs it. Yeah, well, no, I don't always, I don't always contour at work, you know. I have certain clients that are super glam that love that stuff and I give it to them. But then I have other clients where when I do editorials, I don't, I don't even. Like, does Christy Turlington need contour? Probably not, you know? <laughs> well, she probably does. No, she, <laughs> actually, she won't. No, no, she won't. Not Christy Turlington. I was thinking of something with a very angular face. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. You would, you well, like would someone like Kate Bosworth, like I work with, I don't contour her. Like, I don't go, okay. I don't go in any, anywhere near her with contour. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't when I do editorials, contour. like, never contour, really. Never, you know? Interesting. Mm -mm. That's interesting, yeah, really. Uh, okay, another thing you put up, besides besides the makeup, you have put up a lot of great Instagram content that isn't just you know, all your looks. Something you put up, I mean, this is a couple of years ago now, you put up your portfolio. It was like a real physical portfolio, like a hardback portfolio. If you don't know what I'm talking about, if you don't even know what... Oh, if I you, remember that. It, I, know, I know I'm talking to our listeners. For those who don't know what like a real book, portfolio book is, when I say back in the day, I mean like up until maybe five years ago... 
people would have. Remember, we used to get those neoprene sleeves. There would be like hundreds of them around the yes. office. Yes, hundreds. The hand- oh, hundreds. I forgot and about And the poor that. messengers, they would come onto the floor, you know, and they would drop off the books and the photographers, the makeup artists, the hairstylists. Even Jen and I, we, we I mean, I'm, yes. I'm speaking for you. I have, I still have in my bedroom my book of my editorial yes. clips. Yep. Now everything, especially for visual people like yourself, is on, on online and on social media. So you did this great post about how you, your, I think your agent or something said like your book is, you know, they don't need your book anymore. It's really about your Instagram. Yeah, it's basically irrelevant. We don't need portfolios anymore. So what kind of feedback did you get from that post? Hmm. I don't remember. I got a lot of feedback for sure. Because um, I, I thought I it, it was like really like a watershed moment. Yeah, I think it was mostly positive. You know, see, I'm not the type, like I never do stuff. like It was a bit controversial. I never do stuff like that, but I just really felt strongly about it because of what had just happened with the, you know, having the portfolio returned to me like a day or two before. And then just like really, and that was around the time too when I really started thinking about social media and this shit is all changing that we're like th- th- this field that we're in. And that, that was when I made like a really serious decision to take, you know, to, to really focus on that and to think ahead and to become part of it and not like, you know, a hater of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like to, to join in with it if I want to move forward and succeed. Were you ever a hater? Um, no. no. He's an early adopter. <laughs> no, I'm not a hater. Like people always, you know, it's, it's, it's funny because a lot of like celebrity makeup artists or my peers or, you know, people who've started 15 plus years ago like myself, mm-hmm. you know, they can get upset sometimes and they can get really vocal about you know, influencers. Like, I love influencers. I fucking watch YouTube myself. Like, mm-hmm. why would you hate on them? You know, like, it's they have a different style than you, fine. But who cares? You, yeah. you have a different style too. Like, maybe they don't like your style, but, you know, are they going, calling it out? Like, this makeup sucks because it's so natural. Like, who cares? It's yeah. like everyone has their own style. Um, what is there to hate? You know what I mean? If Maybe it has to do with, like, the amount of success someone has that they're not able to achieve for some reason. But, you know, I just feel like, these young kids or these influencers, if they have the ability to become successful, like uh, like what I was saying earlier, like, are you supposed to just sit in your room and be like, no, no, I'm not going to take these opportunities. No, no, I don't want that contract. No, no, don't give me that money because I just want to be the same as as I always was. You know, right. like you take the opportunities, like who cares how old you are? You know, th- that's that's how I feel about that. Now, we were also talking before we got on the air about editors, like, you know, you you were you you're in an interesting position because you're not like this new kid on the block where you know you've only worked with like you know digital media and influencers yeah. you are like to me kind of like don't be offended when I say this, but kind of old school. Like, you know, you know. <laughs> oh, I know. Trust me. I, you know, you I'm are, old school. Like, you are I feel old. School. old. <laughs> no, but like you're talking about, you know, where you learned, you know, your skills from. You did, you put in the homework. You did, you read the books. You assisted. I, I mean, old school in that way. Like, you're not looking for, like, I'm going to make a YouTube video. Like, hold this camera. Like, why aren't I famous yet? Like, yeah. you have that same kind of mindset. But when it comes to editors, like, what is your take on that? I felt like you were a little bit kind of like a little bit of a question mark there. Okay. So here, can I be honest with you guys? Wait, yes. Is every please. editor going to hate me though? Like, I don't want to have, because no, I do so much I, no, I think, stuff. no, it's like a nuanced conversation. I'm not asking you to be like, yay or nay. Okay. Here's the deal with my, because no, I do so love You're talking editors. to two editors. Like, no. you know, I'm, I'm asking you to I don't, talk I, d- to I definitely don't hate editors. I was just teasing you, but yeah. here's the, here's, <laughs> I think it's like a, uh, it comes naturally like this frustration maybe from the early days of, I used to work so hard and I used to 
I put in all the work and no, pe people didn't really know that. And it's because I became very popular like when I started doing Kim and after I started doing Kim. Now, mm -hmm. before that, like, you know, I was an assistant. I was on the sets with Stephen with Stephen Klein and with the biggest makeup artists yeah. and, and fashion campaigns. And, you know, I come from that world. You know but I think mean? a lot of people don't know that. That's right. The so thing. they didn't know that. Um, and so I feel like I got... I got put into this kind of bubble. I remember when I started doing Kim because she went through it obviously as well. You guys know how mm -hmm. it was in the earlier days. It's like reality stars were looked at. I've upon. been in magazines where it's like we're not putting those people in the magazine. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, so like I was in that. You know, I was in that firsthand, and so I, I feel like I would struggle. You know, and my agents would too in the earlier days. Like you know, of just feeling like there was like feeling like editors in that world were so elitist again and kind of against me. You know what I mean? Because. Because I was doing Kim, you know, because that was my choice to do Kim and because, you know, I did things a certain way different from the way everyone else was doing them. And so I feel like I always felt like this weird, um, just this weird vibe like that, that they were elitist and they wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't accept me or they wouldn't, you know, put me in their magazine because I'm, you know, I'm makeup and I'm Kim's makeup artist. You know what I mean? So in the early years before social media really became a thing, there was that whole thing that yeah. I struggled with because like when you know that, you know, or even like in the earlier days with Kim, like when she started getting covers, like photographers and editors, they would never want to use me because then they would they would think, oh, no, no, because he's going to do really heavy makeup on Kim. Right. I've heard that from hairstylists too with regular clients. And the client gets booked, but they won't book the hairstylist. Right. right. They with, want their own team. They don't want the right. they which, don't want which the celebrity is natural. team. I mean, they, they still do want that, but I think it's like people knowing that like, you know, people just didn't know that I'm able to do other stuff. And so like there was that whole thing. And then when the whole contour thing happened, like I used to literally like, fight with my agency all the time and, and with the PR who was in the agency because I would try to make people not call me that. I would fight it. And I would resist against it because mm -hmm. I'm like, no, I don't want to be known as the contour king. Like, yeah. yeah. That's not what I'm about, you know. And then it got to a point where I was like, you know, it's, it's not until I accepted it that mm -hmm. I started really like moving forward and, and good things started coming from it, you know. I started yeah. getting great opportunities and great jobs from it. And, you know, so I'm like, yeah, you want to call me the contour king now? You know, go ahead. <laughs> Knock yourself you know? out. <laughs> so that's where my first station. Now I'm I'm totally fine with the editors and stuff. Um, you know, cool. We're friends now. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, PR, PR, and stuff like that's like a part. You know, it comes goes with I guess that fame thing. Like you know, I don't I don't love doing interviews. You know, it's one of those things where like, like oh my god, it's like the extra part of your job where you have to answer the questions and you have to. You know, it's always required of me because of all the brand contracts. It's just one of those things, part of the jobs that are not my favorite. Yeah, and so You're you have to say no too. You know, well, I think contractually well, you can't. Not well, a lot of things are contractual. <laughs> okay, you know what I mean. I love it, of course, when it's like the th something that I like. But like you know, like the makeup questions, it's like oh, so boring. And I know you guys are gonna probably ask me makeup questions. That's totally yeah, fine. Yeah. But like you know, how do you do this and how do you do that? It's like oh, come to my masterclass. Well, that's kind of why we started the podcast. We were like. We wanted to ask the deeper questions that aren't maybe going to make it into the pages of magazine. Which I love. I love that. That's you know? more fun. It's more fun. Yeah, sure. Like they want to get to know now, you. How do I do that? that? <laughs> <laughs> no, but like that's like that's why I brought up thinking about like Timothy because it's like I feel like you th people. Oh, like, Timothy from Northrop. Yeah, we're back Timothy, on him. I'm sorry. Okay. No, but it's like there's a there's a, a thing about like the artist. Like people get so hooked on like makeup, but it's not just like oh, I'm so obsessed with this compact. Like not just makeup beauty. Like they want to know the people. They want to know. Like, yeah. They want that closeness. Yeah. They it, there's a fandom. I mean that's why Mo started BeautyCon. Like there's a it's a fandom. It's a whole thing. Yeah. So I don't know. I think I think it's really cool what you have going on. Um, Thank you. 
I was going to ask you just because we talked about this a little bit, but you do get pigeon pigeonholed is almost the word I was thinking yeah. of when you were saying that. Like people thought of you a certain way. You talked about a few things you'd want people to know. Is there anything else that hasn't really like come to the forefront about you? They're like, why don't people know that I, you know, worked <laughs> with who did you mention? Stephen Klein or whoever? Like, yeah. Well, now um, we know you worked at the Bronx Zoo too, so that's good. <laughs> um, now I think as I get older, like I can honestly care less. It's not like right. I don't care. I feel like I don't have anything to prove anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I don't care anymore. And I feel like once you stop caring about that stuff, um, and it was probably silly of me to care anyway in the beginning, but it's, you know, because I wanted to be successful and I want to be respected. And so I feel like in the earlier days, you know, I, I felt like maybe I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be able to achieve my goals because people think something of me, you know. Mm-hmm. And so now nothing bothers. It doesn't bother me. Like, I mean, I say... Even today, I got asked, requested to do like a cover, uh, a certain Vogue cover from another country, like from one of like these photographer team that's like one of the best in the world. And I'm like, literally told my agent, I'm like, no, no, this is not possible. Like they would never request me. This you is still fucking. Don't think you're the, you're at that point. I'm in literally, your she's like Mario. Like relax. They actually requested you twice before. Like I'm like, there's no fucking way they requested were me. You like, su- were you they excited? Hate me. No. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't do it because I I have other things going on, like in Sydney and blah blah blah. But you know, it's like I don't. So care you anymore. still get excited, huh? Oh, yeah. So a lot of our listeners will not have the opportunity to attend a master class just for, you know, geography or whatnot. What if I do like a free one? Well, but, but what, if, what if they're based in like Milwaukee? What you if do- I do a YouTube video? Oh, <gasps> uh? you, know, you guys know uh? I don't have a YouTube, right? I don't like I know I don't, you don't have a YouTube. Yeah, you appear yeah. on others. Yeah. Well, no, just Kim, really. I, but I, don't you have to pay for Kim's? I don't you do have, have to break not through on the, like, Not on the YouTube channel. Oh, really? Yeah. But I don't, I've never actually done a full makeup on YouTube. Like, there, you can't be found So wh- what, what's that about? Why? Because I need to teach it in person. They, it takes four hours. Like, mm-hmm. how can I... Re- yeah. I have to break it down to them. And it's an energy that I feel yeah. like. I have. I know when they don't understand something. And they're yeah. shooting... You need to see their faces, <laughs> responding. It's a feeling. Like, I just know. And so I have to, like, truly explain it. Like, it's not just like, oh, put this eyeliner on and start thin and go thicker there. It's like, why are you putting this eyeliner on this shape? If she has this shape, it's going to be this kind of eyeliner. How do you make this eyeliner last throughout the whole day? How do you build it? How you can go from a softer gray to brown or add black for this reason? It's going to make this certain line. There's so much oh, that wow. goes to it. You can never, ever, ever learn that on YouTube. It will. It's not possible. That being said, I, uh, I would like to maybe start a YouTube one day. I, you have to. Oh, my God. I mean, there would be addicts. I'm just, I'm really scared. I keep thinking about it. And obviously, my followers ask me. Um, but I'm just like... The drama that goes on in that world, like I don't want to be. Turn the comments. You turn off. Co- turn comments off. Right? Yeah, but then people start like. I feel then like they hate you for turning the comments off. Like, it just you, you get yeah. you get uh, you get you know exposed to all this type of drama, and then people just all of a sudden want to know. I don't know. I feel like it's like a level of like fame that I'm really scared. But of. Didn't you like? Is, is is that because you've seen it happen with your client, or is that because? No, no. It's because you know what I see. Because I just like, started. Did you learn some tips from Kim about how to deal? Mm, no. <laughs> I'm not like that type, you know, I'm just kind of like, she does her thing and I do my thing, okay. and, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I see it happening on YouTube because I watch YouTube now. I started, I'm a yeah. like, recent lover of, of YouTube. Who do you watch? Do you have some? Shane Dawson is my favorite. Yeah. I started watching him because I love documentaries. Um, a lot of people. I watch James Charles. I think he's really entertaining. <laughs> I don't watch that many tutorials. So they're a little boring to me, but. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we were going to ask you for some makeup tips, yeah, but it got... feels too reductive right now. So I'm going to, because like, like no, you, you said, can, no, no, you I know, can, I know, we know. No, we no, need, I'm still going to have a couple of freebies. Yeah. But <laughs> it does seem like you approach every face differently. Yeah. So I'm going to just be selfish then. Instead of asking you for a generalized tip, I need help with one thing, and I'll ask that, and we'll see okay. if you. Have. So my upper lip line is disappearing as I get. Old up in years, like the demarcation. Line two. 
like the, you know between the reddish part the and vermilion. The, the, vermilion the vermilion edge is what it's called right yeah that's what i think vermilion edge and so i've been like using lip liner more but i just feel like it's not doing it because it wears off or whatever how do you get your lip line back like the edge of your lip like the outer corners, you mean? Yeah, like the, the whole thing. Yeah, the whole thing. Like along here. Um, I mean, you gotta just slightly. You have a mustache that, like, sort of is sort of uh, doing that for you. Maybe no. we should grow a mustache. <laughs> no, don't do that. Um, <laughs> I would just say, I mean, honestly, there's not, there's no like major magic trick to it. You know, you just gotta, you just gotta over overline it a little bit. You know, and if it wears off, um, you have to reapply it. You know, do you do one continuous line, or are you a feathery stroke kind of pencil? Uh, I person? actually, on your lips, on your particular yes, lips, please. I would not uh, fill so much in the outer corners. I would kind of start like a little bit more inwards and mm-hmm. focus more on. This whole center the area, Cupid Bowie the Cupid part. Bowie part, going th- blending it down to the, you know. Otherwise, I think if you go all the way down, your lips are going to look just too wide for your face. So yeah, I would go. It gets pointy here at the edges. Yes. Like and if I had a rounded lip. Not only that, but you're also going to make your lips appear sad. Then it's going to bring your face down. Oh, so for your particular face, I would focus on here and here, and then kind of almost like lifting this area. You know what I mean? Yes. I have another question. It's more general. Yeah. What's a good way to make like the skin just like not look tired? If one of your clients just looks kind of Sad, tired low, and got off just the plane like yeah, or just yeah, like they're having a stressful day, and they just pop into your Ask chair. Ask for a friend. <laughs> 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 they just pop into your chair for like a few minutes. What are just the couple of things that you do? So that's an interesting question. Um, so it, it's tricky because what I do for my clients at work, like for red carpets and shoes, is so different than what I would tell someone to do at home for a viewer okay. who's watching this. Okay. Um, because what I do at work, it's it's way too much. No one's got time to do any of it. Okay. Like, I would never do it on myself. Like, never. Um, honestly, like, I... What do you do for yourself then? Yeah. Okay, after I, after I turned, I, I want to say, like, after I turned 34, 35 maybe, I really started seeing or experiencing and feeling kind of like what most women feel like, where it's like they feel like they can't leave without having a little judge, a little something. Like, mm-hmm. I, I feel that now. Like, because I just feel, like, tired. I feel like I'm getting older. Like, I'm pale. You know, my veins are coming through. It's such a what, nightmare. It, Isn't it horrible? Dude, it's fucking horrible. Like, I, and then, oh, the brow thing. Like, my brows, I was always so fine with my brows. Like, I look, I feel like I look crazy now without something filled in my eyebrows a little bit. They get like, they fade sort of, they right? Because they thin out. Like, my outer corners are non existent. And I'm like, what is happening to my like, life? I didn't do anything different. They just stopped growing there or something. Yes. And so, like, what I do, you guys would laugh if you actually saw, like, what I do. It, I, I, I literally just use like the cheapest things on myself. Like everything that is going to go in the garbage, I'll just take and use it on myself because <laughs> I'm too lazy like to, you guys would laugh. Um, but I, I like a little tinted moisturizer with that's like a little deeper than my skin. Okay. Um, that makes me feel really, it kind of brings back life and it brings back like a, a natural glow, you know, it has mm-hmm. like a nice mo- uh, moisture to it. And then concealer, of course, like especially around the nose area, under the eyes um, and brow for me. But I would say for girls, um, what I think it makes a huge difference is, is curling of the lashes, which I know most people don't do. Um, like, you know, my sisters and just... Oh, I got a lash perm, so... Oh, you do? I'm not anymore. It, yeah. fell, it was great while I had it, but it grows out kind of wonky. You know, but like because, concealer and... and uh, What's your cheapy brow pencil that you're using? That you, well, actually, I don't, I don't use cheap brow pencil. I use Anastasia brow pencils. Oh, but see, it only extends so far. No, it's more like like the powder I use. If I put bronze, if I put um, tinted moisturizer on, you know, I'll just throw a little powder on. But the one in my medicine cabinet is like a... It's a L'Oreal powder that I bought probably seven years ago in the drugstore. You know, like, and I still use it. Meanwhile... Four feet away, I have literally a thousand like luxury powders. It's weird. I don't know why I do that. You were saying something about the eye, the eyelid. Were you pointing to the eyelid, or that's all you do is just curl the lashes? Curl the lashes. Well, like the eyelid gets like like mine. They get veiny and they get like you know. Mm -hmm. So if you're gonna put 
tinted moisturizer on or concealer, put mm-hmm. some on your eyelids too. What's something that women do all the time that's like you just shake your head and it's like, oh, like no one's doing this right. Like, like something that you see that's done wrong all the time. Um, I'm never like, I'm not the type. I'm not the type to like You don't look sit on the subway and look at people's makeup like us. <laughs> um, I do. There's something I, I can't do, I, right? I do, so, but I honestly you know? find it like, there's like a part of me. I just, I love seeing like, you know, how do you say pedestrian, I guess? You know, I love seeing real like women. real women, you know, I love seeing real women's makeup. In fact, you know, I guess what people don't know about me is that I love natural makeup. And my favorite is when, actually when a woman has no makeup on is my favorite. Um, I just love the look of it. It's so, I don't know, it's charming to me. It's sweet. It's like, it's real, you know? And so same thing goes for when I see people that do their own makeup. I don't look at it like judging because I don't expect you to to be like fully beat and glamorous. Like number one, you would look weird on the subway or like at, you know, at Starbucks. And number two, like I don't expect you to put in all that effort and know those things. So like, you know, it's like my sisters. Like I don't look at anyone's face and judge. It's like, it's it's cute to me. Like it's charming. You know, it's almost like, it's almost like, I don't know. I kind of love to know like how real women do their makeup. I love, I like that. I can show you. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but you can't. You don't, you don't count because you guys are like editors. You guys, I, you guys no, know. Makeup on right now, I'm so. still every day is an experiment. Like, I, there are things like people think beauty editors know how to really like you know that they're doing some like you know amazing professional job. There's still things I'm like I don't know. That's right. Yeah, remember I looked at you in the sun today and she had literal... Oh, thanks, Jen. Okay, never mind. I won't say yeah. That. yeah. No, I think it's <laughs> no. cute. Like, I'm looking <laughs> but, at your eyeliner right now and I'm like, you know, like it goes down on the corner, you know, and something like that. It's not supposed to. Like, that's, <laughs> I know, but like, that's so, that's like so cute We had a long me. day. That's okay, cute to me. Thank like, you. I like that. I like that. I, I, it was going like straight across or a little bit like more lifted this morning, but like that was at 7.30 when I put it on. So I don't have a, I don't have this a team. Less, I don't have a Mario. This is less intimidating though. See, having it so perfect is like intimidating for a real woman. That's a very good point. That's you sweet. Um, you mentioned the Anastasia brow pencil as a mm-hmm. favorite. What are some other favorites you've been loving lately? There are so many products now. Help us cut um, through Just any product in general, you mean? Yeah, sure. Um, oh, so I've been loving... I started using the La Mer Foundation recently, the liquid, the liquid foundation. Oh, you like it? Kind of obsessed, yeah. Um, I used cream foundations for many, many years, and I just started incorporating... I mean, not just, but probably like four years ago, I started really bringing in a lot of... Um, and trying lots of different liquid foundations, um, which I love. And, you know, as the trends change, like, I don't use a lot of powder anymore. And, you know, I just like the skin to be really glowy now. And and so the La Mer Foundation is one of my favorites right mm. now. Um, I love uh, Troy Surratt's new concealers that he what just came out concealers? with. concealers? Surratt uh, Beauty. Yeah, no, I know. We know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't show, think I've tried these. Too, but I, let, I didn't see He just concealers. came out with them. Or actually, I don't even know if they're available yet. Maybe they just are for special okay. people like you. No, no. They, they, he sent PR out. But I like them. I use them actually on myself. I'm too stingy to put him in my kit. Um, <laughs> no, but I like stuff. Is good quality. Yeah, yeah, I love his makeup. Um, and what else is really good as of late? I mean, my classics like that I love, like the Laura Mercier tinted moisturizer. Mm. Um, that stuff is so, so good. good. So yeah. good. Or the Laura Mercier like flawless fusion concealer, which I love because it, like honestly, it doesn't. There's not many concealers out there that don't get into the lines. So this one like is really good if you have like a little bit of fine lines. What about mascara-wise? This podcast is called Fat Mascara, so I have to ask. Oh, I forgot about that. Um, My all-time favorite is, for 19 years, L'Oreal Voluminous. And I cannot, I try all the time because I don't want to get stuck in like, you know, rut. I try all the time to bring in new mascaras and I try them and literally like, I'm just like, my assistant's like, she knows already that I'm not going to keep it in the kit. So she just- I like that you keep trying though. You got to keep your skills fresh. Always. You know what? The milk one I tried recently and I I know I don't hate it. 
The Kush like one? Kush one. Oh, okay. I used it yesterday on, on a model one set, yeah. Do you use your hands a lot or brushes and sponges more? Because the skin that you do is always so, like, flawless and just gorgeous. So yeah. I'm curious, like, how you got that finish it besides depends being on, talented. It depends on uh, on the client. Like, so if I, I don't use my fingers if I'm doing a more heavy. Like, if I have a client that likes full, full coverage and powder, like, I don't use my fingers for that. Um, I use, like, a sponge and I use uh, brushes. If I'm Are working, you a latex sponge or like a beauty blender guy? Oh, beauty blender, like okay. hands down beauty blender. Okay. So that's like I use like eight of them for each application. Um, if I'm doing like editorial, like fashion stuff um, or beauty shoots, um, I definitely will use my fingers more mm-hmm. on models. Mm-hmm. Also, because I don't mind that sort of like personal space with the model. Like I don't, mm-hmm. you know, I don't care to like touch them or like you know. Yeah. With celebrity, I. There's like a level of, I don't know if, it's, if you call it respect or something. I just don't like to get too into their personal mm-hmm. space, meaning to touch them. or So I, I always kind of try to have a little barrier between, you know what I mean? So I use more brushes. Yeah, um, I've always been like that. Even But even with Kim, like I, no matter how close I am with them, or how, how, no, there's always like a level of respect for one of my clients that I don't like to cross ever. Um, and so I feel like I use more brushes, you know, brushes and sponges definitely for celebrity. For models, I'm more like, you know, get in with my fingers. Right, because yeah. that's their job. Yeah. And what about for you? Like, what what about you in terms of, you came in here smelling amazing. You were a fragrance consultant yeah. back in the day. What's, so you're an expert, so tell yeah. us what's You're basically an expert. On. You're basically a perfumer. <laughs> Wait, what's the question? <laughs> for what, what fragrances what do you wear? Oh my God, you guys, I have so many fragrances. I collect fragrances. Um, As do we. My favorites are... Tom Ford, hands down, you know? Like everything? everything. <laughs> I just love every product that man puts out. Like every product. Even the ones I don't love the smell of. Like <laughs> like the fucking fabulous one. I, yeah. Don't, yeah. I don't love the smell of it. Me neither, but the name's so good. <laughs> yeah, and they sent me like PR the other day. For the, I finally got on the Tom Ford PR list after all these years. Like, and I didn't even ask. They emailed me to ask me. Um, but they sent me like a bunch of the new, you know, fragrances, and they sent me fucking fabrics, which I already had. Um, yeah. But, like, I've been, you know, just kind of spraying it every day just because I just love <laughs> fragrances. But I have, um, my favorite would be probably Ombre Leather. Mm-hmm. I have, like, this really massive bottle that my sister bought me uh, one year, and it's like you take it out, it's like an oil, mm. and I just love that one. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So what didn't we ask you that we should have asked you as this winds down? Um, shucks, I wish I would have thought of this before, I'm before so you came. You, on the spot. Um, no, I, you know what? I, well, just from what I see and from what I read, um, the, the industry is so, it's changing every day and it's going so fast every day. Um, I think that a lot of people, and including a lot of my students who come to my master classes, people, uh, I see that people are feeling hopeless because it's weird. There's so many more opportunities because of Instagram and there's, and everyone, you know, there's all these brands that are coming out, all these products. So there's more opportunities, but at the same time, there's more competition. People feel that they're working hard and they feel that they're not being seen. Um, I mean, I know it sounds cliche, but like, just do not give up. Like when I tell you, do not give up and do not say no to things. Like if you're available for something or if you can make it happen, absolutely hundred percent make that happen. Some of the most critical some of the most critical parts of my career um, in my life were things that I didn't want to do that I almost said no to. Thank God I didn't because those were like some of the most pivotal parts of my career. Um, you know, and I have a lot of friends who did say no a lot and, yeah. you know, are just, you know, they talk to me about it now and it's like, I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish I did that job. I wish I said yes to, to it when you did, you know. Um, don't say no. Sacrifice. You have to sacrifice. You can't expect to... You can't expect to live like this amazing, you know, glamorous life every day and just kind of go and come as you please and then want success. There are some people that are going to get overnight success 100%. Yeah. Um, 
it's possible now with social media and God bless those that can do it because I wish I could have done I mean, I wish. It's you know? funny and some people still think, oh, you did. But now I think they were uh, realizing, no, yeah. you put in 15 hard years of work before oh, yeah. like, like the success uh, Yeah, came. like real struggles. You yeah. know what I mean? Like real, real struggles. So um, don't say no. Always don't show say up. No. Yeah. Always show up, obviously. Um, mm. You know, be respectful. You want to, um, you know, my mom always said she wasn't, you know, an educated woman because she wasn't allowed to go to school, um, you know, when she grew up. But, you know, her thing was just always just be a good person no matter what you do. Be a good person, Mario. Every day she would just say that. Or if I'd come home and complain about something, she'd say, no matter what, you make the right decision. What's the best thing to do from a good heart, you know? Mm -hmm. So if you just do that, I think that eventually, because as a, when I was like a teenager and a young kid, I'd be like, oh, like, like if I just keep being a good person, like what if no one else is going to be a good person, you know? It's like you think like a, like a kid. It's karma. But karma, karma, karma. Yeah. It's, it's a thing. I think it's a real thing. And so just try to be a good person. And again, don't give up. Don't be sloppy. Don't be messy. Um, pay attention to your social media. It's so freaking important. And, you know, just keep going. Keep yeah. Going. Thanks. That's good advice. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Now I remember that part of the interview, Jess. But what what a what a lovely guy. Also, I should have warned everybody that the sound was different because we recorded that interview before we were with our current setup and our current amazing sound engineer, Red. Yes, so raise yes. a wand to him for like stitching that together for us. Um, and now let's just do a little raise a wand. We have like two left to to round out the year. Should I go first? Yes. Yes, please. Okay, can I tell you I struggle with bathroom fragrance? Mm, my, I understand. I understand. Okay, like there's lots of ways you could go about this. My bathroom does not have a window. Same. It's, oh, no, which, I do, I do, but, which, it, but it might as well not. Go on. Right, but like you can't just crack a window for like, not just, you know, bad smells for whatever, but like just ventilation. So I can't really burn a candle in there because like it'll smoke up the sides of the wall because there's no airflow to suck it out. There's no exhaust. I've tried the potpourri. Let's be honest. You have a pet. Potpourri is a shit show. No pun intended. (laughs) And then it's just like you have little doodads sitting out in a bowl. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. I do not like it like an air diffuser, like a wick. It's just struggles real. But I think I found something that I'm very surprised by. We are all listening with ears wide open. It's a tiny reed diffuser. Now, I have had a thing against reed diffusers for so long because they just feel so stuffy and mumsy to me, like a big old vase of old oxidized liquid with sticks sticking out of it. What is chic about that? Until until I went on that that new Italian site, Mozzafiato, whatever, and I was like doing some shopping. I got the Carthusia. Meanwhile, this is like the OG classic reed diffuser. Carthusia's Casa Mediterraneo Rediffuser. I don't know why I waited so long to get on board this because it is not a big old vase of yellow liquid. It's tiny. It's maybe like, it's the size of a perfume bottle. It's 3.4 ounces. But, and the sticks are maybe five inches long. Oh, shorty. So, so it's, yeah, it's a little, it's a little nugget of a thing and it hides behind a plant that I have next to my toilet. And it, Lasts and the scent is not that weird um, oceanic bathroom oh, smells oof, that we've talked about. Oof, oof. I don't know why everybody who does bathroom sprays thinks that you want to smell like salty air and ozone and like those blue. And kind it of never smells like it. It just smells like that. No, and then bathroom. and then you smell that and you think of poop for the rest of your life. Yes. It's like associated. No, this is a lemony fresh Sicilian lemon, but not overwhelming. Doesn't smell like you're dusting like pledge lemon. Just fresh, bright, and I've only reversed the sticks once. That's the tip, by the way. 
way, guys. Like when it starts to fade the scent, you just reverse the little reeds. So then fresh oil gets drawn up and out. And I've had it four weeks so far. I only had to do that once and there's still plenty of liquid left. And it is just such a lovely scent and such an easy way to fragrance your bathroom. And I don't know why I waited so long. How much is it? For $48, but I swear I've spent that on a candle. Easy that yes, doesn't last yes. as long. I love that. And I think that many people are not aware about this because this is in this hidden gem at Mosa Fiato. Yeah, and Carthusia is like has a huge history. You should read into it. It's a fabulous brand um, from Italy. But anyway, what do you I love that. It's a, it's a bit of Italy. Um, yeah. Mine is not as romantic. Remember how we... T- <laughs> it's a toilet scent. What are you talking about? <laughs> Mine, um, I, I, cannot, I cannot preach about this experience like loudly enough. So about a year and a half ago, maybe almost two years ago, I went to Stretched, this studio in Flatiron, Stre- Flatiron District in Manhattan. Stretched is a studio all about... It's in the name. Stretching. That may sound kind of like, ah, I can stretch myself. There's a studio, like a fancy boutique, you know, fitness studio for stretching. Come on. No, this is a revelation. And if you go back a few episodes, I don't know if you listen to this show in order or you miss some or you listen, I don't, I don't know how you listen, but I talked about how I went to the back doctor who like diagnosed my problem in three seconds. And he was like, you're getting older. And you have a problem that's really just from sitting too much. Like everyone who's coming into my office, it's due to COVID. You're too sedentary. And the problem will be solved by like really good stretching. And he's prescribing. Yeah, hamstrings are tight. Exactly. Hamstrings, some core, some calf stuff. Sure, sure, sure. So I had, um, full disclosure, I had a gift card to Stretched. I went to Stretched. Holy cow. This was so much more effective than the one when that time that I went two years ago where like, you know, I was young and spry. This was, <laughs> I was like screaming, like in like both pain ecstasy? and ecstasy, pain and ecstasy. Did you, ha- did you have that cute guy stretcher again? Um, not the same one, but this guy, okay. pa- Patrick, if you can request Patrick, I recommend it. He was fantastic. Um, I said, Patrick, do do people like kind of moan and like scream? And he's like, oh yeah, oh yeah. Because it's so incredible. Within five minutes, all he did was like move my feet in a direction that seems normal. No, he goes, your feet never move like this because of how you walk. I asked him a lot of questions. You can be totally quiet, but I had, I was so curious about the movements he was doing. And he explained like, this feels good or this, you know, this feels interesting because- you know, it was very educational. It's like, cause you don't move your body in this way because you're always sitting in this way. To me, it was so educational that I was so fascinated. And then at the end, I thought he was going to like, be like, now you remember what we did, right? Do this at home or like s- draw some weird sketches for me to stretch. No, they send you links to your email of stretches mm-hmm. you can do. So you don't have to remember anything. The service was great. Now you may be thinking, that's great, Jess. I don't live in Manhattan. Good for you. No, you can do virtual stretching sessions online for $40. So And stretched is spelled without the second Yes, e, thank right? you very much. Yes, so S-T-R-E-C-H-D. So stretch.com. Mm-hmm. We'll put a link on the blog. It was, uh, you guys know I'm a massage freak. Like I love massage more than anything. Yesterday, 
that would far and away, I would take that over a massage any day. I left on air. That's amazing. And it's like, it's not just an indulgence because you're learning. So if you can't justify the expense, think of it as like, okay, I'm going to go once and learn yes. like a lesson and then I can do it myself. Even. Yeah. He gave me some great stretches for at home. Obviously some Ooh, assisted stretches I you can't do. do. That. It was yeah. phenomenal. This is not like some frou-frou, like what will they think of next? You know, like fancy pants studios. Like yoga lotties in the yeah. sky <laughs> thing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, this is like a genius business genius service stretched i really hope like you got to stay strong through this pandemic please come on because we need this to survive this is great it's great love it love it all right yeah well thanks jess that's a good one we'll see you guys on thursday with another interview replay we hope you enjoyed the show it's your reviews and feedback that help us make the podcast even better Head over to iTunes to rate and review us or email your thoughts to info at fatmascara.com. We also want to answer your beauty questions and hear what products you love. To share a Razor One product review or to ask a beauty question, email us at info at fatmascara. If you send it as a voice memo file, we can even share your voice on the podcast. You can also do that by leaving us a voice message. Our phone number in the United States is 646-481-8182. Thanks so much for listening. 'll real when you get it it'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it maybe it's a head-turning handbag a watch that says it all jewelry that makes you look like the gem sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly when it comes to style and luxury eBay gets it they're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts not just any experts specialized experts real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience so when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Listen, there are so many skincare products on the market claiming to help reduce fine lines and wrinkles, and you know I will try most of them. But how do you know your products are actually working? Some research to back up the claims. That's why Jess and I are all about Ritual. They created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted a clinical study to take the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual's highest hair is now a part of my skincare routine, and I got in the habit of taking it every day by putting the cute little purple jar right next to my sunscreen. It looks nice on my vanity, and let's be honest, I love that. But once I stuck with the habit, I really noticed a difference in my skin. I am not the only one. In a clinical study, taking Hyacera for 90 days led to a 3.6 time reduction in crow's feet wrinkles as compared to placebo. And it led to a 2.9 increase in skin smoothness. I also like that they're easy to swallow. The capsules sort of taste like vanilla. They're not all weird and fishy like some other supplements. Plus, Ritual is a certified B Corp, something we learned about on a recent episode. And all their supplements, including the Daily Protein and their Sleep Bio Series Melatonin Supplement, are vegan, gluten-free, and made traceable. Do what Jess and I did. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually try. 
trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash mascara for 25% off. 